0: turns gray, isn't that what crazy people say, with all you have to keep you in the day, you can't stop it from fading away, you can't stop it from fading away. Recording in progress.
1: Uh Hey guys, welcome back to Grocery Chat. Uh This is week
0: three of season three. Um I like threes. Tracy and Moore, you, you, you said the wrong name. Oh! <gasps> Uh, well, I've chat for like two years and now it's GC and more. We're, we're more professional. I'm up. the
1: one that's always telling you, I'm always correct. We're wearing you. suit and ties now. This is
0: a corporate uh, podcast. It's a corporate podcast.
1: Pro picks. You know, we, we do professional things now, um, on this podcast, but yeah, no, last week was a lot of fun. Um, had to, had a chance to talk to actually two weeks ago, my bad, this is every two week podcast. Um, Tim Kahn. What a, what I'm an inspiration. Guys. I mean, you know, if you didn't listen, you should go back and listen, but we, we talked to him about vacationing and you know, the guilt you feel when you leave your business, um, even though you're with your family, you still feel guilty that you're leaving your, your other family, you know, you're your, you're your real baby. Your real baby is your business. Uh, but you know, he gave a lot of, a lot of good insight.
0: Um, so much so that we booked a long weekend in Florida, you know, he, yeah. he's like, "I'm like, you know, Tim said we should take a vacation. for we'll yep. do that. So we did it.
1: We, I actually have three things coming up. Uh, one of them is four more
0: I wouldn't, serious. I wouldn't call a funeral a vacation. It's not
1: a vacation. I've been sad and say that. I, but I will be away from you all for a minute. Um, but I have Dallas and then Tampa and then Mexico. Like back to back to back. I'm, I uh,
0: gotta go to a wedding in Mexico.
1: Just have to, you know, it's a drag. It's a drag. Who wants to go to Mexico in February
0: or March? I do. Well, it was great last week. Yeah. And I appreciate everybody listening. I think we're up to, we like quadrupled our listeners. What? Yeah. You know, unless, unless Ann Spirill listened five times, which she, my mom she might, might listen five times. She might. You know what? She, she gives an awesome play by play every time. Like a meticulous.
1: It's the, it's the funniest thing because like she'll pick up on things in the podcast. I'm like, did I say that? I guess I did.
0: It's great. It's great. It, it's like, like rock, like Roger Ebert's listening to us and in a good, like we're always getting four out of four, which is awesome. You know? Okay, that's great. That's
1: great. How so, me, how many thumbs up are we getting? That's that's
0: the real. We're thing. getting 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but yeah, so so this week we're, we've got it, we've well actually uh, before we we kind of we're getting caught up here. That's uh, great. What? Remember, we have our segments here. We had we had. Uh, this is you know this here, here's the
1: problem. Here's a problem. You guys can't see this, but I have a spreadsheet. Okay, and on the spreadsheet I have sections, and I I. And and Bob, you don't even follow rules half the time in
0: life. Well, what am and I? And like
1: you're, you you want to really follow this?
0: I should just shut the laptop. Look, I'm a superstar. When the microphone's on, I, I I'm I'm all about you know, business. You- I got to follow the rules done. Oh gosh. Anyway, what do you? What am I missing? What what I screw up this time? Well, we we don't we really have our great question for the week. I guess we, we, we do have a good question. That's what we're gonna get our guest into, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. So this week's guest, uh, I'm really excited. I've worked with him a few times. Uh, a few? Yeah. He got a couple albums. <laughs> I mean, so that's, a few? that's a hobby of mine. Okay. That's a good segue into our our question for our great question for this week is how do you turn a hobby into a business? So mm-hmm. we're talking to Rick Riggs. He's the owner uh, engineer at Handwritten Recording. It's a, it's a recording studio in Chicago. Uh and, uh and, it's a great one. And I've done some projects there for uh, for my my hobby, you know, Ginger binge, a uh, recording artist. And um, you know, I've I've always looked up to Rick. he's he's uh, he's really a, a wrecking crew of sorts uh, at handwritten yeah. and uh you know, kind of owner operator, but he's doing something that really is a passion of a lot of people, recording music, creating music. And so we're bringing Rick on to talk about how do you turn a hobby into your your business, and then from there, what what becomes your hobby? What does that look like? So, Rick, yeah. thanks for joining us this week. Yeah.
2: Welcome thanks to for having me. More. <laughs> thanks
1: Listen,
0: for having
2: me.
1: Of course, of course. Um, we we want to get into this because we've been running our business for uh, six and a half ish mm-hmm. years now, um, and you know I got to say, like when when the pandemic hit. That, you know, like most people, um, you were, we were kind of like, whoa, what do we do now? <laughs> um, so we started what was then called Grocery Chat. Um, Bob was going into the studio and mm-hmm. we wrote a lot of songs together to kind of pass the time. Um, it was actually really good bonding for us. Oh, um, yeah. Because I, I can't sing. People always ask me, but I, I cannot sing. Uh, and so... You know, you don't
2: know about- that for sure yet though. She
0: can sing. She got a little don't nothing a little autotune can't fix, do you? Right, know? exactly. <laughs> Everybody sounds great. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, you know, those were those were some crucial times um where, where you know, your studio was there, you were there for Bob and um helped him with his hobby and helped us while we were
2: trying to, you know, keep our sanity. Yeah, so you guys helped me keep my sanity. <laughs>
0: Two way street.
2: I was, you guys were there for me too.
0: <laughs> awesome, but I think the thing that it's interesting is that that uh, you know, tapping into that hobby for us really helped our business. I mean, I think we saw like the, the fruits of that having an escape allowed us to kind of bring some of that creativity into what we do. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm curious, Rick, like a lot of people want to start a business, and the more I get into it, the more I say, Are, are you sure you want to start a business? <laughs> But, but but really, like uh, your business, like, you know, uh, when I was when I was a kid kind of getting into music initially, I'm like, I want to be a producer. I want to run my own record label. Right. For you. You, you probably like recording. I want to do this. So, you know, tell tell us like how how in the world would you turn a hobby into a business? Like, what did that look like? from the Or foundation? was it a hobby? Yeah. Or was yeah, it just no. something? Yeah. Yeah
2: definitely a hobby definitely obsessed with listening to records as a kid or like watching a bunch of documentaries of people making records as a kid and just thinking it was like the coolest position in the world to be at the like uh genesis of a record you know you get to see exactly how it starts and exactly how it sort of finishes um in people's ears and in in their lives so it was always something I was obsessed with. And then I was um, really obsessed with, with, with making noise myself and playing guitar and, and, and putting things together. Um, and then I just, I, I needed to find a way to uh, attach myself to that process in, in one way or the other. Um, so I was uh, recording, like a lot of arts is really a difficult uh, thing to get into. Uh, the barrier to entry is 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 incredibly difficult. You know, it's it's littered with um, a lot of no's or a lot of. Uh, you got to be an intern for fifty years, and then <laughs> you know, you know, it, it's it, it's terrible. So the it's almost this is a crazy thing to say. It's almost easier to try and start it yourself and run it well than it would be to try and attach yourself. Uh, to a lower rung of it, and and climb your way up. So that was really what I had seen. Of um, I really wanted to run a studio that was at a was at a lower price point for people. Mm-hmm. That you know, it, it's a very um, intimidating world to get into. So I really wanted to take a lot of the like pretense out of it, and I felt like if you could price yourself in a way um, that made that a, a smaller part of the equation that maybe people would want to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And that to me has always been the, like the thing that really gets me excited is the people, not people making uh, not, not seasoned pros making record after record, but people who uh, don't know the rules that well, so that they are not intimidated by breaking them or, Uh, don't, aren't really familiar with the process. So then it really becomes a a singular process to them. And then you get into some really fun stuff of, um, Hey, how does the process need to look for you? And then you get into just like uh, exponential amounts of creativity that way. Hmm.
0: So you've been able to kind of keep that, that feel of spontaneity and, and it being, you know, a hobby or, and, and, you know, does it ever, like, do you ever get sick of, like, listening to music or recording? Like, I'm curious, like, or how does that work for you? Like, are you like, yeah. I'm
2: going to, like, knock so loudly on wood. No, I don't. I really yeah. don't. Like, yeah. I am so upset. Uh, I mean, mainly because everybody's enthusiasm is so contagious to me that I always hope mm-hmm. to just bring it back to people. Mm-hmm. Um I just think it's like the most magical process in the world. I still do. I should be so cynical at this point in my life and think, <laughs> you know, oh, this is what a waste of time this is, or this record isn't going to do this. I don't care. Like the voltage that I feel like when we get it right, or when we mm. feel like we're doing something um, so singular, like that is, that's the feeling I chase. Not, mm. not anything other than just like, oh God, this is such a special thing to be doing. Mm. Um that's that's the buzz for me it was so long ago it still is for me so it's just um it makes people so happy it makes people so um it's a cathartic thing it's a happy thing it's all of them so it's such a joy to be just in the orbit of yeah Yeah.
1: that's actually Hmm. i mean that's a really good perspective to have and, and what you do for a living.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I I know I've had some jobs before where I I definitely um, hated them, yeah. uh, and I, I I did not I did not care if you were happy. But you know, as like a, a business owner, like we we own a business now. I know one of the things that I'm really passionate about is is the team, and making sure that you know everyone's kind of on the same level. Like you get what you need. You know, if you need a day off, I've, I've worked for places where I was afraid to ask for a day off because you're like, "You're gonna yell at me, and we're gonna be fired." And it's like I, I just didn't want to do that. But as far as like the, the the work that you do, it sounds like you found um, the the perfect job for yourself. Uh, oh. You know, because that that energy can that energy can can go up and down, right? And and for a lot of people, I think. They start a job because they want to make a lot of money and then they start making money and they hate the job sure. um, where the, the opposite could be, you know, you really do a job because you want to help people. I like what you said earlier about, you know, taking away that that added stress of, you know, for the 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 commoner who just wants to, you know, put something down yeah. and make their first record mm-hmm. and to be able to provide that for them. I I can feel the joy you know, and I, I can sense that joy that you get when you're able to help somebody do something that they probably never dreamed that they could do.
2: Yeah. Totally. I mean, it seems like such a, I mean, I think about this all the time when I was a kid of like, it seems like such a, um, a, a far fetched idea. You know, like when I was a kid and I would watch, I don't even know who the, the documentary I was watching over this too. You, you just think like, oh, like the only people that can make a record are like Bono from U2. You know what I mean, like it seems like such a far-fetched idea to like your average band, your average artist. And then you realize like, no, it's really, um, it's really attainable if you just uh, start, you know, like if you just find an entry point with somebody that you hopefully feel comfortable enough to make sense of like a really intimidating universe. And then you you really sort of unlock a, a whole lot of potential. So I always look at it as my job um, is to sort of introduce, like, it, be welcoming enough so that people can can familiarize themselves with the process and the possibilities of the process, and then you just unlock uh, these these just these creative. Uh, monsters for lack of a better word you know if you can if you can tell people how to sort of work the process or manipulate the process or tailor the process to themselves like that's when the whole whole creative process just becomes so amazing
0: yeah one of the things that i think is maybe similar Mm -hmm. to what we do uh, we work in media and and pr and it's an intimidating thing you just mentioned like music can be intimidating too people like our are, f- are freaked out to do an interview on TV or a podcast for sure. Like I've had clients that they're on a podcast and they're like, please let's have an hour long conversation about what I should say. <laughs> Whereas like, you know, I think Rick, we talked for a few minutes, you know, beforehand and, and it's like, it, I've actually had clients in the past who have read on us. Like they've read the talking points out loud. And I think it's, it's, it, the, the comparison I'm making is somebody going to a studio and being like, I've got my tablature in front of tabs in front of me. I've got my like music. I know exactly how i'm going to sing it and it's like that you know you're doing something that maybe is considered like a you know you know i think in the same way like you're i guess the thing that i'm wondering is if you could give advice for people who are maybe in a more uh, obscure space like this how do you bring that creative energy that spontaneity that you get in the studio somewhere else right because ultimately that same like level of creativity or like just uh You know spontaneity or, or insightfulness. That's that's needed across yeah. industries. We all
1: have it in us, yeah. but it's hard yeah.
0: to draw it out sometimes.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's really hard. I mean, I think a lot of what I try and do is just initially um make people feel welcome, make feel make people feel comfortable enough to feel like themselves, which sometimes mm-hmm. is really uh strange. I'm sure you guys see this too. A lot of like. Um, posturing of like, oh, you're in a recording studio in a creative space. You might feel like you have to be this type of of person or mm. this version of your personality. Like, I just want people to be themselves. So like a lot of what, what I try and do is really uh, talk to people about um, like, hey, where are you singular? Where is the singularity of you? You know, and let's sort of mind that because that's those records don't exist in droves because hopefully you're a singular person. You know, just like I'm sure you guys too, do too of, you know, um, here's the like stock talking points for, you know, business X. But like, we're all tired of hearing about business X and the stock talking points. Like, where are you unique? How do we sort of pull at that thread? Like, mm-hmm. that's, I feel like the, the most exciting thing about, this is going to sound like a very broad stroke, but like us as humanity is like, Hey, like, let's get to know, like, hey, where are you, Unique? Where, where's the, where's the magic of you? Yeah. And then let's really, like, tug on that thread and see if we can find something really special there instead of, like, let's try and make another Strokes record. Like, nobody <laughs> needs it. You know what I mean? Like, you guys don't need to try and, you know, recreate a press release from Xerox. Like, we've all...
1: <laughs> we know who they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. it's i mean, i think the point that you're making though it's a great one the problem is i think people are afraid of that they they might be afraid of what makes them different mm. and 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 i i can speak from personal experience there was a there was a brief moment in my youth where i was like i had to be like you know like a hood chick which was just not my personality sure. um at all um And then I I realized I was trying really hard to like fit in with a certain group of people who didn't even like me for just me. And I was like, but I like who I am. I don't care who. And so it was like night and day. I, I was sitting at a lunch table and I was like, this sucks. And I turned around and the person who is now one of my closest friends was staring at me. She was like waving at the table to come sit. And ever since then I was like, I will never try to pretend to be something or somebody I'm not Totally, in order for people to like me or like what I have to say or anything. Cause screw them.
2: Yeah. I also feel like that's like the trappings of like, I say trappings, but like, that's just being young of like, you try, you know, like you're, you're not a hundred percent sure of who you are yet. So you mm-hmm. try on the version of yourself that you think is uh, who you want to present as. And I think about that all the time when I'm working with like young artists or young bands of, uh, and I'm guilty of this myself. If you you think about like, oh, I don't know who I want to sound like, but I know I really like Wilco, so I guess I'll try and sound like Wilco or Band X or The Strokes or whatever. And then you figure out as you get older and you sort of uh, maybe become a little bit more self assured. Um, no, I got to try and sound like myself. I got to try and figure out who I am. I got to you know I got to figure out where. Uh, my voice fits into this chorus of noise, you know, and that's really um, that's what excites me is not is not trying to sort of uh, chase anything that exists before, but really help people understand like now that this is this is me. This is what I want to sound like or what I want to be like or or this is where I think I'm a little bit more singular. All right. Let's really let's tug on that for a little bit and see what comes out. OK, so I have a question.
1: This, this is a quick one. Um, do you would you say then? that you've helped people
2: build up their confidence
1: in your career. Can you, can you say that? Can you put that on your resume?
2: I hope so. <laughs> I mean, and people build up my confidence enough. I feel like it's the least I could do. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a, good qu- that's a good question. I don't know. It's be- a better are- question for somebody else. What was that uh,
0: Rick when we were in the studio told me that, that singing is one of those things that's like the most frightening thing for oh. anybody in public, you know, Hey, Here's can you me, me something? So, there was like a, a gospel singer, a soul didn't she tell you something like and I love what she said, right? like you it could was, use that for singing or for life what What did she say right like I'm, this I'm, is
2: yeah. vulgar, but it's so great and that uh you know, I was in a session with everybody, all gospel singers, and everybody would would could sing so well um and I was like, oh geez, you know, even people that weren't participating in the session um were were singing really well, and I was like, oh, I can I lost her name at the moment, but I was like, oh, Everybody here is such a, a great singer and she was just like um and and she was just like oh Ricky she put her hand on my shoulder and she's like oh Ricky that's because all you white people just sing like pussies. Oh. <laughs> and I just thought like oh god that's like a just like a <laughs> nice way of just singing and you might have to bleep that out or whatever you have to do. Just, was, hey, no, we love it. Um, like, it's just such a good way of like, um, be unafraid, sing yeah. out mm. such a good moment of like, mm. um, like I said, be fearless, sing out, you know, understand the singularity of yourself and, and sing it loud.
1: I um, I, that's a, that is actually, really, that's a good way to put it. Isn't it um, it's so I,
2: crazy that you said that to me? Like she stared right into my soul. That's so funny. Oh man. Like I,
0: and, but I think like. Yeah, in a in a uh, be more PG way, like that's a great outlook
2: on life. <laughs> exactly. like, should we, should we try and tone that story down? I don't know, but it, that's the truth.
0: What was the one? Wait, another... she was a like gospel singer.
2: Yeah, was the past? she wasn't even like in the she wasn't even like in the group. She was oh. like um like attached to the project somehow, and she was like <laughs> coaching somebody to sing. Like the hype man. Yeah, no, it wasn't even like a hype man. It was like she was like I don't know. If she was producing this. I don't even know what it was, but she just <laughs> called it like it is. And it was such a like a yeah like yeah we should uh, be unafraid to sing out was was my big takeaway of yes. you know what what are what are we if you're if you're in front of a microphone what are you going to try and do sing like Adele like it, the odds are you're probably falling off, falling a little short of that so you might as well try and sing like yourself yeah and yeah. you just might as well sing it loud if you're singing I love that so
0: in the few minutes we have I've got to ask you one or two music questions okay. so. Aside from Ginger Binge, what was the favorite project? It, oh, What's been it. like my favorite? I know you want to say I want to out you because you got a plenty of favorites, but like no, but was one, give me example. Give us a quick example of like a project that was like, and you know, the outcome maybe wasn't platinum record or something, sure. but like what was like one thing you're like, wow, this was amazing.
2: Oh, I mean, there's it's really, I, and I will answer this question. I want to pivot from the question. It's really hard. Um, to separate like the relationships from the recordings, you know, like when I think back of like um, when I look back at the, at the recordings, I always think of like, Oh God, uh, I love working with Bob. And this was just the like byproduct of working with Bob and it's great. And it's amazing. So like, I love um, there's a, there's a record that I worked on by a guy named Brian McGrath that I love called tea leaves. Uh, there's a bird and butterfly record, uh, that I love. Um, yeah, but the records are great, but the people that make them are greater, you know? So I just love, uh, it's such a, like, and maybe you guys feel the same way. Um, you just get to know people in such a great way. Like it's Mm -hmm. such an, uh, a personal thing that we're doing together that you really, uh, it's just remarkable how, uh you know, you're a stranger one minute and then you're like on a podcast with them the next, you're like, or, you know, you're a stranger one minute and then you're at their wedding. Like it's just, it, it just, uh, it breaks down barriers so quickly that you go from, I didn't know this person three hours ago. And now we're doing this thing that is so important to me. Um, and I'm trusting him with it. There's like this bond that just fuses us together so quickly. Um, that I love it because it's just one of those things where you're clearly pulling on the same rope together mm. and uh, not to get like weird, but like in 2023, there's I love, you don't, you don't find a ton of things where two strangers are pulling on the same rope instantaneously together. Mm. So it's really nice to get, uh, to get into a room with someone where instantaneously you operate from a place of trust because you know that you're, you both want to, uh, in the end, the record to be or the recording to be so effective mm-hmm. that you're—it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, every day, every day.
0: That's really um amazing. Strangers on this road we are on. We are not two. We are one.
2: there so we go. It's the Kinks. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Oh, it's like what is he doing? Sorry, really I just pulled out his phone. I just had to. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, kind of Ray, Ray and Dave Davies. It, but that was that was. I think that's that's spot on, Rick and and you know bringing people together uh you know and 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 kind of coming full circle to our our great question it it it's sort of like yes it's a hobby but it's so much more and and i think you've said it to me before it's like the it, it's more than a hobby for the people that are coming in do it they're customers but this is like a passion this is you know so how how do you kind of you know instill that or how do you help them flush that out where it, it's more than a hobby for them right
2: yeah, yeah yeah it's more than a hobby like it's uh you know Everybody coming uh, to me with their project, I know it's the most important thing in that moment. So I can't, you know, I don't know how to not treat it as such. You know, it'd be, it would be so wildly inappropriate and disrespectful for me to uh, go, oh, this, this is just a hobby for them. Like it is so important uh, to them and I'm aware of that and I appreciate the uh, amount of trust that people place in me. So I I look at it that it's my job to just earn it back. You know, somebody takes a massive leap of faith to come to me to work on something that's so personal mm-hmm. that um, I'm so humbled by that that I'm I'm bringing it right back. You know, and if I'm not, I'm failing that person, and I won't. Like I just I have to uh, I have to respond in kind.
1: You yeah, you have to, you you give love, you get love. Yeah
0: that's yeah. beautiful. Of,
1: that's what yeah.
0: you're saying really yeah, yeah. well I uh, you know speaking firsthand going to the studio with Rick it's been it's been great because I think I, every time I come back from a session I, I feel like refreshed you know yes. and that you're whatever, right whatever line thinking. of business you're in you want a customer to feel like I got more than I was expecting from this this transaction and I don't it's not even a transaction for me I mean I think
1: <laughs> I, I would I would say I think some of our clients probably feel their way so, yes. you know I heard Bob the other day talking to a client And like, I'm in the other room and it was just funny to me because all I hear is him say, yeah, they gave me like 10 shots in my butt. And I was like, oh gosh, I was like, is he telling the Russian story again? (laughs) And it's it's like, you, you have like sort of a a way of talking to clients where they're not just a client, you're engaging in conversation, you're relating with them, you're telling them about getting shots in your butt. And (laughs) it's not weird. It's, it's, you know, it's more welcomed. Yeah. Um, and so I think you both do a great job with that. And you know, Rick, you and I we only met for the first time, which is crazy because crazy. I think we were both like, we hadn't met before. You met through the sounds he helped me create. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We met through that energy. Uh, But you know, I can tell from just walking in the studio for the first time. I was like, I could I say I can't sing, but maybe I could sing at your studio. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Try it. We gotta try. (laughs) We could. Debuted on GC and more. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, no, but, but, but for real, like, I, mean, I think that, that if you're, if you're not going to be human, there's no point to be in business, in my opinion. So I yeah. think that's. Well,
2: I mean, awful. you guys know the, like the, when, when you are running a, your own shop, whatever you're doing, the, the, like the boundary between personal and professional, it gets blurry really quickly, you know? So I was I, sometimes blurrier than we probably want it to be. And sometimes like in this case, You're very happy to blur the lines, you know what I mean. So, like, that's that's really like been a um, a something to learn for me, and b like uh, such a bonus like unintended consequence is uh, you get close with people, you meet wonderful people, you you get wired into their lives in a weird way um, that becomes so. Uh, professionally rewarding, personally rewarding. And like, that's, that's, I feel so spoiled when that happens, like with Bob and you, Dee, of like, um, we're friends. You know what I mean? Like, a, I don't mean to break news here on the uh, more <laughs> podcast, but you know what I mean? Like a, that's so amazing of like what starts as a, um, as a like business transaction or you need an engineer in a space to work on a record, then it becomes like, you no, know, uh, Bob and D are my friends. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how fortunate that can be when this happens. Right.
0: So any of our friends listening, Rick, uh, how could they, I mean, you're in the Chicago area, obviously. So you Mm -hmm. probably primarily have people in Chicagoland, but I'm sure people from the suburbs come in and whatnot. What, uh, you know, Tell us, tell people how they can find handwritten, right? I mean, yeah website and everything. Else.
2: Yeah, I got a website. It's handwrittenrecording.com. And I'm on all the normal social medias posting way too infrequently. And then the normal
0: ones. I would recommend if anybody has SoundCloud, go to go to, go to Rick's SoundCloud, go to handwritten recording. I think you get it from your site, but Rick has, you know, if you're any, if you're an audiophile like me, it's great to listen to some of the stuff he's done and produced over
2: the. Over the years, and the ginger binge track you on there s- too, Bob. You might even find a ginger oh. binge track,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sprinkle it <laughs> in there. I'll all day. Exactly.
2: <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> No, and then I I tell people all the time, I am still, uh, I have a telephone that people call all the time, and it is amazing. Like, I still, uh, here in 2023, I love talking to people on the phone. I love when people call me and tell me about their project, and you get to hear the inflection in their voice, and the excitement in their voice, and then it always leads to them coming in. Uh, It's still such a personal thing to do in a, like, uh, slightly impersonal world, so I love it. I love I love talking to people and communicating with people, meeting people, figuring out, uh, you know, how this process bends to their will. So I just, it's a, it's a great way to meet great people.
0: Well, thanks, Rick.
1: Hopefully yeah. you meet some of these great people. If you guys haven't picked up on this yet, Rick's a great guy.
2: Yeah, you guys are too. <laughs> love talking to you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Rick. We appreciate All right, Kai, it. Talk soon.
1: Thanks for joining us. See
2: you guys.